Even though podcasts are an audio medium, I've been encouraging you to record and share video with your show. YouTube now includes podcasts in YouTube Music if you first put your show on YouTube in video format. That is going to change, supposedly, to where you can give YouTube Music your RSS feed. But for now, you have to put your video podcasts on YouTube. More and more podcasts are putting their show on YouTube, hoping to significantly boost their audience. But what do the numbers show? Are people actually listening to or watching podcasts on YouTube? Is it really worth your time to put your podcast on YouTube? That's what we're going to look at today. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. In a past episode, I shared with you that slightly more podcast listeners said that they preferred to watch videos of podcasts over listening without video. They said that the reason for this is that seeing the faces of the host and guest helped them focus on and understand the show better. If it's true that more listeners prefer to watch over listen, then are we seeing that bear out on YouTube? Are podcasts actually getting more viewers on YouTube than listeners on the podcast platforms? I recently read an article in the Pod News email and an article in Bloomberg by Ashley Carmen that both indicate that almost no one is watching podcasts on YouTube. Now, officially, podcasting is still in its infancy on YouTube, so there is lots of room for growth. But so far, viewership on YouTube is barely a tiny blip on the podcasting radar compared to audio podcasts. Pod News writes that their podcast, Pod News Daily, had over 70,000 downloads in April, but their YouTube show had only 653 total views during that same period, only an additional 0.9% of audience share. In the Bloomberg article, Ashley Carmen looks at the numbers for NPR's shows and the New York Times shows, multiple shows. So NPR has 49 active shows and generated more than 168 million downloads in April. And yet NPR averaged only 179 views per video on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> the New York Times has 12 shows and got over 111 million downloads in April. Their most popular show, The Daily, did the best on YouTube of any of their shows, but it still got only around 1,000 views per video. That's not much compared to millions of listens on the podcast platforms. Now, to be fair, NPR and the New York Times have been mostly sharing just the audio of their shows on YouTube with a still image. This is not a good way to get YouTube viewers. Remember the number one reason listeners gave for wanting to watch video of podcasts? It's because seeing the faces of hosts and guests helps listeners to focus on and better understand the episodes. 
If podcasts are posting audio without proper video, who wants to, quote, watch that? There's nothing to watch. They may as well listen on a podcast platform. There is absolutely no benefit to listening on YouTube. Now, or at least not that I see, haha. Maybe other people who just do everything on YouTube do find a benefit to popping on a podcast on YouTube, but we aren't seeing those numbers bear out yet. Now, I share actual video of my podcast on YouTube, which you know if you're watching this episode on YouTube, but my viewership is pitiful. <laughs> now, I don't promote my YouTube channel, and the production value of my videos isn't great. I post my videos to YouTube basically to give Google another way to find my show since Google owns YouTube. And YouTube is one of the four largest search engines. I also record video of my episodes so I can get videograms to share on social media. Videograms are more engaging than static images, though carousel images on Instagram are powerful. I do have a cute animated intro at the beginning of my videos, but otherwise, I don't add any other assets to my videos. No other title cards, no banners, no drop-in images. So the only thing viewers are looking at is just my talking in solo episodes or me and my guest in interview episodes. So not particularly exciting. You know, I'm just sitting here in a solo episode with a little background and not walking around, not using my hands a whole lot. So yeah, just me at my desk. <laughs> I am going to continue doing video though. First, I like that my podcast is now on YouTube music. I don't know how many people use YouTube music, but I'd rather be there than not be there. You know, any extra platform to be on is a benefit. Second, maybe one day people really will get into watching podcasts on YouTube or on my website. I do put the embed link on the episode posts on my website. So when people go to the episode post on my website, they can listen to the audio on the audio player or watch the video right there. Third, sharing video can help with getting speaking gigs. Yeah, I'm just sitting here chatting in the videos, not walking in front of a live audience. But people looking to hire speakers can at least see my face and my expressions. At least my face is animated. Fourth, video helps a lot with the no like trust factor. Potential clients and random website visitors can get to know me better by watching my videos, especially videos that aren't for selling. Videos where I'm sharing information, free information, like my podcast, are much better for getting to know me than videos where I am trying to sell you something. So, is video podcasting worth it? Even though YouTube viewership for podcasts seems to be dismal for now, I do think that video podcasting is worth it for all the reasons I just listed, 
particularly for creating videograms for social media and building the no like trust factor. And because one day I do think more people will be watching video podcasts on YouTube or on your website. Now, if you're not already doing video, I know it can feel daunting, especially if your episodes are scripted or even if you rely heavily on an outline. How do you read from a script or refer to your outline while also looking into the camera? So let me tell you what I do. I write my outline or script on an Apple note. I make the note part really thin, just slightly wider than the width of my Lumina camera, which is a thin rectangle shape. I increase the font size of the text in the script or outline so that only five or maybe six words show up on each line. This is important. At the end of my text, you know, of all the text in the Apple Note, I put enough space, meaning hard carriage returns, so that I can scroll to the end of the text, so I can scroll the end of the text up to the very top of the note. So what I'm doing is creating a human-controlled teleprompter. Now, I position the text part of the Apple Note directly centered under my camera lens. And then, of course, I have a ring light behind my camera. When I'm ready to record, I hit record, then I bring the Apple Note to the front of my screen. By the way, I have an external monitor from my MacBook Air, but this works on a laptop as well. All right, now I start the episode, reading my script or referring to my notes. I scroll the text on my Apple Note as I go, making sure to keep my eyes no more than three lines from the top of the screen. So I'm not actually looking into the camera. I'm keeping my eyes just in a couple of inches below the camera, but it's close enough to appear like I'm looking at the viewer. So having the text really big and having only five or six words per line, like I said, is really important. If your eyes are moving beyond the width of the camera, then it's obvious. And I pause there because in the video I'm showing what that would look like. <laughs> then it's obvious that you're reading from a script or an outline. <laughs> When you first start doing this, it will feel weird and you might not get it just right, but you will get good at it. Be sure to center the, the note or Word document, whatever kind of document you want to use, as close as you can under your camera lens and keep the document really thin. And remember to put those carriage returns at the end of the document so that you can scroll the very end of the text all the way up to the top. Otherwise, your eyes will have to move down to the bottom of the document to read all of the text. And then you're not looking at, you know, toward the camera. It won't look like you're looking at the viewer. <laughs> Again, even though YouTube numbers are pretty low for lots of podcasters right now, I do still recommend video for your podcast. You're recording anyway. Why not pop on your camera? It's a little extra work, but it will become fluid to you.
The biggest hassle for me at this point is just doing my hair and makeup, <laughs> but it's up to you how dolled up you want to get for video. All right, that is it for today. Be sure to follow this show so you don't miss a single episode, and I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. Thank you.